And what do you have here today at Frickenfest for everybody? And I've got a roasted stout that I made with a whole fucking box of Cocoa Pebbles. Because <laughs> I'm a fat kid and I love fucking Cocoa Pebbles. <laughs> Welcome back to the Tap Takeover Podcast, powered by Shepherd Express. And we have a very special episode for you guys. This is, honestly, this is our favorite day of the year. This is like Christmas in July for us. We're so very excited to bring this to you. Andy, let's talk about Fergenfest. Man, Frickin' Fest is always a magical time of the summer for us here at the Tap Takeover Podcast. What do you, what do you call it, Alex? Christmas in July? Christmas in July. It's... And I like to unwrap every single one of those presents very slowly, very luxuriously. First things first, we should talk about what a firkin is. And basically, it's it's a cask ale. It's what you would see all over Europe, you know, typically served at room temperature. We like ours a little cooler here in the States. But uh, basically, you would take all of your ingredients, toss them into this barrel. You could throw the same ingredients into the keg nine, ten times in a row, and you could get nine or ten different beers each time. So if you really think about it, each each keg, each barrel is like a, a small work of art. It was really interesting to talk with Randy Schrecker about uh, Firkins. He had some great things to say and talked about how the way it used to be. I'm going to talk about what Firkin is. Everyone is screwed up about what a Firkin is. The the, the publican or the tavern owner yesteryear, or even currently in England, you get their beer delivered and they pull the side bung and they put their own addition in the beer. The addition could be a culture, it could be a fruit, it could be some stuff out of the garden, whatever. And then he lets it develop and when he thinks it's what he wants to serve, he raises, he pulls up his flag and when you're going home or whatever, you see the flags up, oh, the firkin's ready. Because you know, like a growl or anything else, once you tap it, you don't screw around. You drink the whole damn it's thing. Done. Yeah. It's just going to go <laughs> flat and go to shit. So that's what the firkin is, is about the publican's addition and his handling of this. Now, certain ones became well known to be doing really nice work. And others just totally throw the dog in there and try to sell it. You know, they go, well, that lazy fart. And the other guys, oh, where did you get that? I got this special Dutch culture I added with this other hop. And again, when it comes around, it's ready to go and the bouquet's right and everything and the gas is up, boom, let's drink it. So you tap that thing and drink it now. And some did it better than others, and those were the places that people flocked to. But it's this really kind of cool experiment with beer. I don't know. What what do you think about the Firkins? It's a lot of fun. I mean, you get a totally different beer. What was there? Probably like 40 or 50 different breweries there from all around the state of Wisconsin and the greater Midwest. At least. Throw it back to Randy again. We said when they know when their Firkins are ready, they put their flags up. And, I mean, they should all have flags at Firkinfest because most of their Firkins were, you know, just fantastic. And a shout-out to Fermentor who we have an upcoming interview who uh, won it for the second year in a row. That was pretty impressive. Pretty impressive that Fermentorium took it home two years in a row. You know, pretty new brewery for for the area, for the state. 
they seem to be knocking it out of the park. And yeah, like you said, we have an upcoming episode with the Fermentorium that's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, we we were also able to talk with some friends of the show. We were able to talk with uh, Maggie and Kelly from Girls Pined Out. Uh, we had a little uh, discussion with Russ Klish about the upcoming Black Friday event. That's going to be a really fun one. Who else? Uh, Raised Grain. Yep. And we did hear from uh, newcomers, Mahoney's Basement and his uh, fucking Cocoa Pebbles. Yeah, he, he's fun. <laughs> There's some real characters on this episode. I mean, honestly, between Third Space and Carbon 4, City Lights, Good City, the Beer Barons and Barley's Angels, two homebrewing clubs, you know, all the way through to we had a we had a wedding. <laughs> we had we had a wedding party show up to Firkin Fest. Apparently the bride and groom had gotten engaged at Firkin Fest the year before and they wanted their first stop after their wedding to be at Firkin Fest. So we've got a lot in store for you guys. I can't wait for you to listen. Yeah, stop teasing the listeners. Just just <laughs> let them have at it, man. <laughs> All right. So we've got lots of Jim, lots of Jesus, lots of me and Andy, and uh, let's get it going. Alex Jesus and Andy here from the Tap Takeover Podcast, speaking with... Joe Shea, Left Hand Brewing Company. All right, and uh, we're here at Firkin Fest today, super excited. First of all, tell us what a Firkin is. Uh, a Firkin is actually a unit of measurement, but a cask-conditioned vessel, which is really the orig- you know, the origins of how beer was served. You know, beer would be fermented in its own vessel, and then you'd tap it and just pour right from the vessel. Currently, you know, when we go to a bar, you have a classic keg now where it's a CO2 fed, and you get the CO2 push, but this is all gravity and all self-contained. Awesome. So what uh, what do you have to pour for us today? We have a new series out called La Croix Saison, so it's a French farmhouse series. Currently we have we started out with a honey saison, now we're doing a choke cherry, and in the fall we're going to be releasing a juniper saison, and because the French gimlet is one of my personal favorite cocktails, I got our brewers to do a uh, juniper saison with elderflower and lime, so we basically have a French gimlet saison um and in addition to that i brought the cans of our choke cherry saison to kind of compliment so you can get two of our seasonals in there is this your first time at the firkin here in milwaukee no this is actually my second time we've been doing uh i missed it last year unfortunately because i cover four states for left hand um this is one of my favorite events i love firkins i love cast conditioned beers um and uh so i did not want to miss this one despite the fact that i'm gonna have to be i got a nine hour drive immediately following the festival so unfortunately i won't be able to enjoy a lot of the beers here tonight but we'll drink for you yeah i'm sure i'm sure there'll be plenty of people enjoying the quite a bit of beer here tonight Awesome. Well, we can't wait to uh, get out to Left Hand and uh, sit down for a a full interview with you guys. Absolutely. Anytime you guys want to get out to Longmont, you know, give me a shout and we'll get it all set up. Awesome. Hey, thank you. Thanks very much. So Alex here with Jesus and Andy from the Tap Takeover Podcast, and we're speaking with... Dan McElwee from Broken Bat Brewing Company. You guys are brand spanking new, fresh out of the gates. What's the last couple of months been like? Oh, it's been cra- it's been crazy. Uh, we're you know we're right just a few blocks from the Summerfest grounds, so we've gotten good crowds for all the festivals, Summerfest including, of course, and we've had great success so far. We've, our tap room's been full, and we've been serving a lot of beer. So uh, what'd you bring to the Firkin this year? Um, I have an Apricot Pale Ale, which is our number one seller, so have a single IPA and a 
Belgian Saison farmhouse sale. So we also heard you got something special coming up, a collaboration with the Hop Butcher. Can you tell us a little about that? Yeah, so they reached out to us a few months back and uh, were interested in our brand and our beer and wanted to do something together. So turns out one of the owners is actually from the Wisconsin-Milwaukee area. So we were excited to partner up with them and we're going to be doing a hazy East Coast IPA uh, later, probably October-ish. Well, uh, we're big fans of the New England style, so uh, we can't wait for that one. And uh, we're a little early to the festival right now, but we can't wait to try your beers once we get started. Thanks. Appreciate it. Cheers. Alex here with Jesus and uh, Andy with the Tap Takeover Podcast, speaking with... Mike Doble from the Explorium Brew Pub. So you guys have a really interesting setup inside uh, Southridge Mall. What uh, what has that been like and are there any challenges associated with it? it well, opening a brewery is a challenge in itself. You know, you'd ask any brewer that's out here. But being in the mall can be a little difficult logistically. You know, we're all about the guest experience in the mall. And so, you know, we're, we're odor control and our grains coming in and out. I mean, all that kind of stuff gets even more sensitive than a normal setup. Up, but there's some awesome things about being in a mall. We got great outside patio space. We got tons of parking. Um, we got a ton of walk by traffic. There's uh, a lot of sights and sounds that you don't get in other breweries. I mean, it's just a lot of activity and a lot of people running around. It's fun. A lot of fun. So, what'd you bring for the Firkin this year? All right. So, we uh, brought three Firkins. We have our Captain Kids IPA. We have our um, Livingstones Porter. And then we have Damn That's Good Double IPA. Um, the Damn That's Good's on right now. It's what I'm drinking. It's a fantastic beer, man. It's, uh, you know, it's interesting because, you know, IPAs typically don't lend themselves to cast very well because you lose a lot of the hop character and whatnot. But we're pretty we're known for doing good casts, and I had a lot of people, a lot of our regular guests, ask for the IPAs on cast. So we brought two IPAs. We got them on now. The portal will come on a little later. So I've heard you've had a pretty good mug club following at the Explorium, and they get first dibs on special releases. Oh yeah. What special releases do you got in the pipeline right now? Oh, I'm glad you asked that, man. So our first special release will be a donut stout. So we did a uh, our Three Saints Bay Imperial Stout. We put in 16 dozen Krispy Kremes. So we're going to bottle probably only about 150 bottles of it. We didn't make that much of it. So, but our mug club will each an opportunity to buy a first bottle and then whatever's left over we'll put in the cooler. Right after that we should have our collaboration with Cigar City Brewing. We brewed a big chocolate cherry stout um, that's phenomenal. I tried it this morning. It's still fermenting but I can already taste the cherries and chocolate coming through. It's going to be freaking awesome. And then uh, we have a s'mores porter as well as a tiramisu stout all coming out in bottles probably in the next 30 days but hopefully before Labor Day. Yeah pretty stoked about it. So uh, for folks who are uh, first coming into the brewery what uh, what can they expect? Um, You know we're we're basically a, a comfortable family-friendly environment is what we try to create. Because we're a brew pub, we have the opportunity to serve liquor and wine, and uh, we have a full food menu. So typically what we see is, you know, families with their kids coming in, which is really great, but then, you know, we, we kind of split up our dining room and our bar area. After 8, 9 o'clock at night, outside bars usually cranking pretty well. We got all 24 taps outside. Last night, we were out there till midnight with a whole bunch of regular customers and uh, just had a blast. I mean, it's a really great spot to be. We had an, all our hops growing. Our hops are over 20 feet tall now, and so, uh, so it's just kind of a cool environment to hang out drink a bunch of beer you know the big thing that i tell people that are little well you know sometimes people are a little concerned about coming to a brewery we're we're kind of a restaurant or we're kind of a brewery cleverly disguised like a restaurant so you know you can bring the wife you can bring the kids but you know if you want to sit down and crank down some beers we got 24 different beers on tap of our own so something for everybody it's a lot of fun well thank you so much for taking some time for us cheers, and uh, yeah. can't wait to uh, sit down and have a beer and talk about your brewery love to man cheers oh, cheers yeah. thank you Alex here with Andy and Jesus for the Tap Takeover podcast, and we're speaking with... 
This is Nick with uh, Third Space Brewing. So Nick, we are big fans of the brewery. We're uh, we're in talks with you guys right now to sit down and have a little interview. Tell us what uh, Firkenfest means to you. Ah, uh, Firkenfest. Well, it's our first, so it, it, it's awesome. Uh, coming as uh, you know a patron myself for years, uh, but to be here pouring beer is pretty awesome. And this is actually our very first Firkin. Third Space has really ever done double dry hop version of Happy Place uh, with some Citra. So it's it's a fun one. So give us a little rundown of IPA Fest, which you guys have coming up. Yeah, IPA Fest. August 5th, it's going to be awesome. We invited literally every single brewery and brew pub in the state of Wisconsin to come uh, come to our spot, submit a beer, submit an IPA, and, and throw a big festival. Uh, we're going to have uh, kind of guest judges. It's going to be real fun. It's not going to be like uh, super intense judging, right? It's going to have industry folk, uh, brewery owners, things like that, judging the beers. But then we're also going to have a people's choice one, food trucks, live music, you know, the whole nine yards. It's a lot of fun. So uh, besides the Firkin today, what else uh, do you have in store for uh, the drinkers? Yeah, so we got our, our flagship happy place. We love having that beer, bringing that around. Uh, and then our brand new summer seasonal is called Summer Home. 4.8% uh, hoppy blonde ale. Actually a little bit of corn in the beer to give it some sweetness, but then all hopped up in kind of our third space way. Clean, crisp, light, bright, citrusy. It's a fun one. Or for those who have not been to third space, I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, but can you tell them a little bit about it? Sure, Third Space. We're on 15th in St. Paul, uh, right in the Menominee Valley. You know, if you're close to Sobelman's, Pottawatomie, we're right there. Uh, but big open brewery, 200-person uh, capacity tap room. Uh, we're open Wednesday through Sunday. Food trucks all the time, kid-friendly, family-friendly, dog-friendly, all that fun stuff. Um, but, yeah, it's a great spot to be. So if you love crisp, clean IPAs, come on down to Third Space. And uh, we can't wait to sit down and uh, get a full interview yeah. with you guys. Yeah, absolutely. We can't wait. All right, cheers, guys. <laughs> cheers. cheers. Have a good one. Alex and Jesus here with the Tap Takeover podcast, speaking with a friend of the podcast, Nick from Ray's Grain. How you doing, Nick? Very well. How are you guys? Doing great. Well, we've got beers in our glass, yeah, and uh, we're doing quite well. So tell us what you, uh, what you brought for the uh, favorite Firkin today. Uh, we brought our award-winning Spring City Saison, which uh, just picked up a gold medal at the U.S. Open Beer Championship. So that's that's going pretty quickly already. We brought our Naked Threesome IPA, and it is the last keg of the first batch, and it's tasting really good. That's what I've got right here. Fantastic. And then we have our Kilted Kelsch because it's it's a hot day out and there's nothing better than a light, crisp German beer. So what's, uh, what do you have new going on at the brewery? We heard about this new big expansion. What's uh, what's going on with that? We uh, we were actually working on it when you guys came out for our podcast, but we couldn't we couldn't release any of the details yet. We knew it. Yeah. We knew it. Our, our gotcha journalism didn't work. <laughs> so uh, that's that's chugging along. We've got the brew house on order. We've got the, the space. Plans are getting approved for the construction, so we should start chugging chopping up cement anytime soon, hopefully in the next week or so for trench drains and stuff like that, just to get everything ready for when it arrives, hopefully end of October, beginning of November. What are your thoughts in general of the Firkenfest? Love it. Love the music that's playing in the background. Love the weather. Always love coming down to Milwaukee. This is a fun festival. Well, hey, thanks for uh, taking some time to speak with us, and uh, we can't wait to come back out and uh, get a nice update on you guys. Yeah, cheers, guys. Cheers. All right, this is Seuss along with Alex for the Tap Takeover podcast, and we're here with Grant from Three Sheeps at the Firkin Fest. So what do you think? You know, Firkin Fest is always one of my favorite festivals every year. Anytime it gives us a chance to kind of be creative, you get 10.8 gallons, three-inch opening, you can throw whatever you want in it. So where we go to a lot of festivals, it's the same beer all the time, but you come to Firkin Fest and you're trying 50 new things that may never be made again. So yeah, I love it from our side, getting to make something creative, but also then I get to sneak out and try some of the great beers that are here. Speaking of great beers, we've become huge fans of the Wolf. 
not just the wolf, Uber Joe as well. I mean, yeah. those beers are blowing our minds right now. Tell us, uh, tell us a little bit about the production of those. Ah, uh, well, Uber Joe is on its third year. We've see, Uber Joe is that style with a uh, toasted coconut, coconut. No, I'm sorry, coffee, coconut nibs, and walnuts. And uh, it started out. My guys took some of our imperial stout and they added the uh, the coffee to it, and it was great. But we felt we need some other, some more depth to it, and we just kept playing. And we're good friends with the guys at Colectivo. So we kind of said the beer we were making, and they made a special roast for us. And every year we get back together and kind of talk about, well, here's what we want to do for the beer, and they come up with something really cool and creative, and uh, we get to work with them again and again. So, yeah, it's a fun project. And uh, so what did you bring today for the uh, Favorite Firkin Award? So today uh, we brought two Firkins because we just love Firkins. Uh, we have our our new Fresh Coast in can, a pale ale, with an extra charge of mosaic hops. So it's that East Coast style, really juicy, low bitter, but yeah, very, very tropical. Uh, and then we also have Cashmere Hammer, which is our stout, and we added toasted coconut and bourbon-soaked Hungarian oak cube. You're one, speaking our language right now. Yeah, there's a lot of depth to that guy. Uh, that's been a fan favorite already so far today. Right, can you tell us about uh, your new space? I know you moved in, was it this year? And then you're rebranding, right? Right, yeah. It's been a busy year. Uh, last April, so a little over a year ago, we moved into a former Coca-Cola packaging operation. So we've been running out of there, uh, 40,000 square feet. Gives us a lot of room to kind of keep growing. We have a bigger brew house, centrifuge tap room, you know, everything you could kind of hope for. So we've had that running for a little over a year now, and then four months ago we added new packaging. So we rebranded completely, new logo, new everything, and it was kind of nice because it let us now kind of talk more about the beer. And, you know, we're not the brewery we were five years ago when we opened. You know, we've matured, we've kind of changed, we kind of found our, our place in this industry, and our packaging, I think, reflects that now. Yeah, it's been a busy year. Yeah, it's honestly, it's been impressive. Yeah, so you guys are the really the only brewery in Sheboygan, so you guys could rest on your laurels and just have people come to your brewery, but you guys are really pushing yourselves to to be out there and be innovative. So much, much appreciated by us here. Thank you. Yeah, I mean, that's a fun part. I love, you know, as much as I love making our IPA or any of our other year-round beers, anytime we get to put something new in the mash tun, it's just a great day. So with our new place, we invested in a two-barrel pilot system. So I'm brewing on that once or twice a week. We're just trying to make some new fun beers and, you know, show people that beer means anything now. You know, someone who says they don't like beer, that's just a challenge because there's so many different ways you can have a beer these days that unless you're gluten intolerant, uh, we'll find something for you. That's, that's our philosophy exactly. So uh, anybody who's new to uh, to your brewery coming in for the first time, what can they expect? Uh, yeah, we're open every day, weekdays at 4, weekends at 11 a.m. We have 21 of our beers on tap at all times. You know, constantly new batches, things they'll never never had before and never have again. And they'll kind of just get a good idea of what we're about, what we're passionate about. And if they come on the weekends, they can take a great tour through the brewery where we actually pull samples from barrels and other sorts of things. So it's a pretty unique tour, and you kind of get to see who we are. You know, it's a little more interesting than, you know, seeing all the sausages made. You get to see all the beers made. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for taking the time and uh, we can't wait to come in have a have a full interview with you sounds great look right. forward to it thank you cheers cheers Thanks, guys Alex and Jesus here for the Tap Takeover podcast, and we're here with City Lights Brewing, and we've got uh, Mark Lewis, Ryan Burak. All right, so uh, tell us about the brewery. Uh, first time in for a new customer. What can they expect from you guys? Mainly our, uh, our on-site location. We got a tap room over there. Uh, we got food as well. But the beautiful building that we uh, live in is the old Milwaukee Gaslight Company over on uh, Mount Vernon Avenue, kind of by Potawatomi Casino. Absolutely gorgeous building. Uh, we tried to restore as much as possible. Uh, the 
old history building house before and then kind of incorporated the brewery right into it. So it's the perfect building for a brewery. We have various beers on tap and uh, including that food menu I mentioned. No, it's, it's very impressive. We've been down there a couple of times. It's, uh, if anybody gets a chance, definitely check it out. Can you tell us a little bit more about the beer and how often you rotate? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so we offer four beers year-round in cans and on draft. Uh, we have an American Pale Ale, we have a Session IPA, we have a Brown Ale, and also an Amber Ale. But besides that, we'll do all kinds of one-off batches and seasonals as well, which have included a lemon, lemongrass wheat beer, uh, orange wheat beer, Irish Red Ale, Coconut Porter. So uh, we like to experiment a lot with a lot of different style beers, but also traditional style beers as well, such as a Vienna-style lager that we'll be coming up with pretty shortly uh, and uh, really showcase the uh, quality water that Milwaukee has to offer. It would be perfect for that style. So what's, uh, what do you guys bring for uh, for the tasting today? So uh, we brought a cucumber golden ale on cask in the Fergan, a double IPA and a coconut porter. The double IPA and the coconut porter you can find in our tap room. Unfortunately, the cucumber golden cask is just a one-time deal for today. Uh, we are doing Firkin Fridays, so every Friday you can come around and try our new Firkin, kind of an experimental brew we're doing every week on our little half-barrel pilot system. So if you want to come down, check out anything of that order, come by on a Friday and come early because they're gone in an hour or two. <laughs> so we know you guys are new. This is your first Firkin Fest. What do you think about your chances on winning the favorite Firkin? Oh, uh, I don't know. It's... The hotter it gets outside, I think, the better yeah. chances we have because yeah. it is quite quenching and quite delicious. Well, thanks for taking some time for us, guys. Yeah, thank right. you. Thank you. Yeah, hey, cheers. Hey, this is Jim and Andy from the Tap Takeover Podcast, coming to you live from Firkenfest. We're here now with Mahoney's Basement Beer, uh, brand new-ish. Uh, we're on yet even. Yeah. <laughs> Not even quite yet. That's awesome. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Sure. So I'm Mark Mahoney of Mahoney's Basement, and I got the idea from a lot of parties in my mom's basement. Every time we had a party, someone brought something new. So my whole shtick is I will never make the same beer twice. I want to have someone come in and then bring their friends the next time, and it's a completely different experience. It's a new story. It's a new evening. It's a new time. It's a new wife. It's a new ex-wife, whatever you want to say. Uh, but that's really my whole uh, pissed-off nature with the brew scene in Milwaukee. I'm not getting enough different brews. So I'm not classically trained. I've been a home brewer for 10 years. I've been on the sales and marketing side in brewing for about six years, so I know the side where people lose money, so I will make money where they're not, and hopefully I can catch up on the brewing side of things and compete with those folks. And what do you have here today at Firkenfest for everybody? So today I've got two beers. I've got an IPA with an experimental hop. It's a whole ton of grapefruit, a little bit of pineapple, a little bit of weed, if we can say that. It's not real weed, just, you know, hop weed. And then I've got a roasted stout that I made with a whole fucking box of Cocoa Pebbles. Because I'm a fat kid and I love fucking Cocoa Pebbles. Great. So uh, what are your plans? Uh, When can people hopefully uh, come find you and, and where? Sure. Latest will be Q1 of 2018, and I'll be at the old Bunzel's location on 84th and Burleigh. So for uh, future, we'd like to either set up an interview with you, or we're, we're dabbling in video, and we major in a whole lot of drinking. If that's something you're interested in, maybe we can uh, set something up. Yeah. Come along, guys. I'd be happy to show you around. We'll have a good burger and maybe a beer. <laughs> <laughs> well, great. This is Jim and Andy from the Firkin Fest 2017. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Yeah, cheers.
right, Alex and Jesus here with the Tap Takeover Podcast, talking with... Jeff Olson. From Carbon 4 Brewing. So, Jeff, we've been uh, talking back and forth with you about coming out for an interview. Can't wait to do that. But for our listeners, tell us uh, what they can expect first time coming out to the brewery. Well, we are a malt-centric brewery, which means we buy the best possible malt that we can. comes from England, and so all of our beers are backed up by that lovely malt flavor that we've come to love at Carbon 4. So what did you bring for the Firkin this year? So, actually, I'm excited. This is the first time to bring uh, Champagne Tortoise, our English Mild. Again, in that uh, English malt-centric style, but then this firkin is uh, conditioned with chamomile tea. And I've, I've been a big uh, fan of tea-infused beers recently, so this is just the latest edition of that tea-infused beer style. So uh, what what else, uh, other than the firkin, what else are you guys pouring today? We have Dragon Flute, which is our American Pale Ale, features mosaic hops, and then our Block Party Amber, which is just like a nice, easy-drinking amber. Just trying to get that nice balance of, uh, of malt and hops. Easy drinking amber. So I, I'm curious to know. I, there was a time when I had to drive out to Madison and bootleg Fantasy Factory back to Milwaukee. What what has that experience been like? Going from going from a little bit smaller to way larger, where I can find Fantasy Factory basically anywhere in Wisconsin right now. Basically, it's come down to us brewing Fantasy Factory five days a week around the clock at Carbon Four. And so I'm just incredibly proud that to have a beer that is so well received and so well known, and that I'm proud of. So yeah. No, it's great, and I just think so. We're we're very close to being statewide uh, distribution, and I'm excited to see where it goes. Well, can't wait to uh, come out and uh, and talk with you guys for real. Get a get a full interview on the books, and it's been great meeting you. Yeah, right. thank you, thank, thank you. you guys. Cheers. Cheers. Alex here with the entire Tap Takeover podcast crew speaking with... Andy Jones from Good City Brewing Company. So Andy, we are big fans of your brewery. We're big fans of IPAs. We love the density that you do. We're really looking forward to sitting down with you, uh, hopefully getting a full interview with you. But tell us what you brought with you today for our uh, listeners. Okay, so today we have on regular draft, we have our Dr. J Juicy IPA, which is a special release. This is the last keg of it. I'm not sure if it's coming back. We'll, we'll see what we can do. Uh, we also have our Good City Pills, Detail Porter, and a cat of our reward double IPA with orange peel. Hey Andy, so you're located on Milwaukee's east side. Why did you pick that location? Uh, we really love the population density. I mean, we have <laughs> we have some uh, uh, some great locals that you know regulars that come in the bar practically three four times a week. You know, it's great being that close to the lakefront. It's great being that close to Oriental Theater, partnering with Film Fest. So there's just so much going on. We just we love that that part of town. So Good City is actually one of the main sponsors of Firkin Fest today. How did how did that all come about for you guys? Uh, we're friends with some folks at the East Town Association that helped put this on. We're also friends with uh, Brewfest partners, uh, Kurt Foreman, Pam Jesse, uh, kind of are the the key organizers for this so they approached us and asked if we'd be willing because we're we're kind of the closest brewery uh, to down here and we said yeah let's do it with your location you got an exciting new expansion uh, with the rooftop patio how energizing is that it's been really energizing really busy been drinking me out of beer which is <laughs> kind of a bad thing but not always you know it, it's good to be busy the only thing that's frustrating about it is that Friday afternoon when I get done with the week I want to go up there and have a beer and the things packed and I can't even find a chair you know that's, people need to understand like I built this for me too come on 
on that, folks. But no, it's been great. We're very familiar with your double IPA, the reward. Huge winner this year, nationwide uh, contest, drinking it right there, focusing on that reward. Tell us what that was like to, to be a brand new brewery winning a nationwide award for the best double IPA in the nation. Uh, that was really cool. Um, we were up against some really awesome breweries that I respect a lot. You know, um, I think we were a comrade out of Denver was with us in the finals. We went up against Melvin in the final four, which was really cool. That's you know, impressive. those those guys make some great beer. So that that was a, a kind of a nice pat on the back. I've been entering those competitions for a long time with previous employers, so it was, it was cool to actually win one. So uh, tell us about that brewery tree. Where uh, where did you come from? Where did you kind of learn your craft? I went to UC Davis back in 2007. Did a little internship at a brewery in Northern California. I worked at Goose Island Brewery as a just a shift brewer for a while. Came up here as the quality manager and eventually the plant manager of Lakefront. And then uh, the rest is history. Well, thank you so much for taking a little time to speak with us. And uh, we can't wait to come by the brewery and uh, give you a full interview. Okay. Sounds great. Cheers. cheers guys. Hey, cheers. cheers. All right. Alex and Jesus here with the Taft Tegler Podcast talking with our favorite brewer in Milwaukee, Russ Klisch. All right. Thanks for uh, coming on by and talking beer. It's always great to talk beer with you guys. All right. Always a pleasure of ours. Tell us what you got here today. We have four different firkins. We have our cherry lager. It's a fun one because it was we put it in the firkin before we put it in the brandy barrel. Because if we go out in the store right now, we'll have it in brandy barrels. Uh, but this is before that. So you get kind of like the original cherry flavor from our Montmorency Door County cherries. They've been making it since 1988. So we kind of get the recipe down, well-rounded beer, very much flavorful, very great. From there, we got our, our new Lakefront Pills uh, that's dry hopped with some pearl hop. That, so, that's a little different for you guys. Yeah, we, uh, we usually have a Czech Pilsner we do with the Klish. We kind of mix it up. We went a little lighter with the uh, our Pilsner. It's got a new one coming out right now. Uh, so you can see it in the store. We filed some up last week. We're going to bottle up 100 barrels this week. So you should see uh, the six packs arriving. Uh, the next one we got there was our East Side Dark aged. Uh, well, we had some Jameson soaking in uh, oak chips and we put that in the firkin. And you're going to see that at Irish Fest. So if you go to our booth at Irish Fest, we'll have that one there. So that gives a nice, nice flavor. Now, we were really impressed this year at uh, Summerfest. You guys have, you know, probably the best craft beer booth at the entire event. And you guys did a firkin every single day. Was that like leading up to this event, kind of testing some things out? Yeah, well, we did it last year. This uh, And it went real well, so we actually had two firkins at every festival this year. Except I think one day, I think we only had one. But it, it went really good and, and and we uh, had a lot of fun thing. The, actually, the guy behind there, Derek, he's our frickin' master. And so he's in charge at the brewery about creating all the different tastes and all flavors. And, of course, Derek's at the frickin' festival here today. And so you might want to uh, also ask Derek about all this and get his perspective on it. But I was sampling and, and making sure everything was up to snuff. And I think uh, everything was doing very well. And we also had the 88.9 Amplified beer with green peppercorn. That's also a nice combination. So uh, we had a, a huge reaction when he gave us some breaking news uh, at uh, the Bayshore Mall at the Wisconsin Beer Lovers Fest about the Black Friday event that you guys are going to have going on this year. Mm-hmm. So can you tell our listeners a, a little bit more about that? Unbeknown to me, my brewers went and started squirreling away a bunch of barrels of, <laughs> of Black Friday over since we've been starting this thing. And so all of a sudden we got you know a nice collection of barrel here and a barrel there. So what we're going to try to do is have this well-aged barrel beer we're going to combine them and sell it for in, in, a, uh, in a 22 ounce, the, the special quadruple X series or whatever we're going to call it. We still, I think, we, got, we aren't going to put it all in there, we, but we're going to match it up to where it works good. So we have some nice, well-aged Black Friday uh, series beer, along with our rye barrels that we're using this year. We'll put a little more 
rye in the, in the beer. So that should be nice. A little bit it, of spice. Is it too early to get in line? Oh, no, you can stand out there right now. Just, you know, every Friday, just come and get, stop in for a fish fry if you're standing in line right now. Okay, we will do. Fantastic. Thank well, thank you guys so much. All right. Hope thank to you. see you at the next festival. Definitely. Cheers. All right, cheers. If there's beer, we're there, yes. All right. <laughs> Well, that was a fun first half of the episode. We got to listen to a lot of fun brewers and a lot of fun beers. I believe we have some beer news, so let's get into it. Welcome back to another edition of Beer News. The easily accessible beer of this week's episode is Lazarite. Warpigs Lazarite is a flagship beer at Copenhagen's Warpigs Brew Pub and is now available year-round in the United States via Warpigs USA Brewing Company. This bright and juicy IPA was created by Three Floyds Nick Floyd and Chris Bagus, a Three Floyds protege turned Warpigs Brew Pub head brewer. This delicious IPA clocks in at 6.8% ABV and 70 IBUs. In brewery news, our friends at Raised Grain will celebrate their second anniversary by throwing a huge party. Join them for an outdoor celebration at their brewery and tap room on Saturday, September 23rd from noon to midnight. They will have bands throughout the day and will be pulling kegs out of the cellar from their special beer releases earlier this year. The special tappings will be, at noon, their second anniversary stout, a bourbon barrel aged version of their black walnut Belgian imperial stout, Les Trois d'Octeur, their Belgian quad, taps at 3. At 6pm, the number 1 100, the Bourbon Barrel Coffee Bean Aged Stout. And if there is any left from the pre-party the day before, they will have their Double Dry Hop Naked Threesome on tap as well. If you'd like to hear more about the Batch 100 or the Latois Doctor, circle back to our previous episode with Raised Grain. In beer news, set a reminder to get on Eventbrite before 6pm on Sunday, September 3rd for the chance to purchase tickets to Central Waters Black Gold release. The gist is, tickets go on sale this Sunday, September 3rd at 6 p.m. The Black Gold pickup is separate from the River Run event, meaning in a separate area. If you do not score a ticket to purchase up to four bottles at $20 each, you can still register for the run this year, and that comes with the ability to purchase one bottle. For more details and a link to Eventbrite, go to the Central Waters website or follow them on so- social media. Don't miss out on this one, folks. Like Minds Brewing can finally say that their barrel program has reached maturity, and there will not be any other iterations or compromises. They will be releasing 500 bottle runs or less with a few rare exceptions on Saturdays for the next upcoming month. The first of which was released this past Saturday, August 26th at the brewery. They will be updating the calendar as the beers reach maturity. The details are, there's a limit of one case per customer. Their outdoor space and parking lot will be available for bottle shares before and after while weather permits or based on your tolerance of inclement weather. Upcoming releases are as follows. On September 2nd, their Bourbon Barrel Age Quad, a 12-month Bourbon Barrel Age Brett Quad aged in Heaven Hill Bourbon Barrels, Fruity and Bourbon Aroma, Oaky Vanilla Plum Mid Palette with a dry, bright, roasty finish. Only 920 bottles are available. On September 9th, the Lemon Blueberry, a citrus forward aroma with a hint of berry, fruity, funky, and oaky with a clean, acidic, lasting berry finish. September 16th, Rhubarb with Strawberry. Oso Brewing in Plover is releasing five different sours in Bombers 
on Saturday, September 23rd. They are brewery only and will not go into distribution. Tickets are being sold for these Sour Bombers on brown paper tickets and there is no limit as to how many you can purchase. You do not need tickets to attend the release party, however, and everyone is invited to come find Sour Jesus at the brewery on the 23rd. Take it from me, people. You want some of these Sours. I tried three out of the five at Great Taste of the Midwest and they are amazing. My favorite was Bring Me the Disco King, a sour age blonde ale refermented on Michigan blueberries and ginger. Get your tickets now before they sell out. It seems as if the rumors that have been swirling around for the last six months surrounding founders might be true. According to a label filed with the Alcohol and Tobacco Tax and Trade Bureau, Founders Brewing Company will be re-releasing CBS, better known as Canadian Breakfast Stout, an imperial stout that is brewed with chocolate and a blend of coffees before being aged for over a year in spent bourbon barrels that were most recently aging maple syrup. This beer was first released in 22-ounce bottles in October of 2011 and was re-released as a draft-only option exclusively in one-quarter barrel kegs that were distributed to the brewer's entire 32-state network in 2014. In addition, labels indicate that founders will also be adding new incarnations of Bolt Cutter, Project Pam, Lizard of Kaz, and Sweet Repute to the Barrel Age series as well, although those labels do not have the 2017 date on them. As with the rest of Founders Barrel Age series, the newest incarnation of CBS will be packaged in 750 milliliter bottles, although every release in the series so far has also been packaged in 12-ounce bottles as well. In festival news, September 16th gives you two festivals to choose from. For our friends to the north, beautiful Door County hosts the Egg Harbor Ale Fest. Enjoy craft beers from 40 different brewers. There will be more than 100 different craft beers to sample. Bring your friends for a fun day of tasting and sampling. The event runs from 1 to 5 p.m. with early admission available to VIP guests at noon. And for our friends to the south, Racine has its annual Great Lakes Brew Fest at the Racine Zoo. It's their 12th year and features unlimited sampling of more than 250 craft beers and sodas from nearly 100 brewers on the beautiful shores of Lake Michigan. All paid attendees will receive a souvenir tasting glass, food served by local restaurants, and will be available for purchase. The festival also features live music, including performances by the world-renowned Kilties Drum and Bugle Corps, and has an awesome selection of home brews in a home brewer's section. September 29th, Ale Asylum in Madison has its annual Ferment and Descent Imperial Stout Release and Festival. A commemorative 16-ounce logo glass, a 6-ounce sample pour of each Imperial Stout, access to one-of-a-kind, barrel-aged releases, and vertical tastings and free perks throughout the festival. And tune in to a future episode where we sat down with the owners and co-founders and head brewer of Ale Asylum for more information about the Ferment and Descent Festival. And this has been Beer News. All right, Andy and Alex here with the Tap Takeover podcast, speaking with... Sparky from the Fermentorium. All right, Sparky, what uh, what do we have on store today? got uh, four different options. We have Golden Spiral, our Hefeweizen. We have Strawberry Wheat, which is a strawberry wheat ale. We have a Lemon Balm Pale Ale, and we also have a Carrot Saison. Now, you guys won the whole damn thing last year with uh, with your firkin, so uh, the, the, the stakes are very high. Uh, do you feel like you've lived up to them this year? I sure hope so. I mean, we got uh, some really good things on as far as our two firkins being the Lemon Balm and the Carrot Saison. Both of them very, very well balanced. Um, so we're hoping that uh, we do quite as well as we did last year. Well, it's great to see you again. We were just out at the Fermentorium. That uh, that episode should be dropping pretty soon. Thanks for talking with us today. Absolutely. Thank you for having us. This is Alex and Andy here with the Tap Takeover Podcast, and we are with Nick Gleason. 
from Mobcraft Beer. So Nick, what are you pouring for everybody today? So today we on the Firkin we got some strawberry rhubarb IPA, our beautiful rhubarb IPA with fresh Wisconsin uh, strawberries. Awesome. You guys are no stranger to Firkin Fest. What do you think is going to go first, the Firkin? Uh, the Firkin will definitely go quick. We got a couple other beers, our Batchet Crazy, Beer Hoppy, and Oddball, but I really think that the Firkin will probably go first. Uh, you guys think you got a shot at uh, favorite Firkin this year? We're here, so we definitely have a shot. Um, I'm loving it. Uh, a lot of people have been coming up and that have heard about it and are really excited. And uh, where, where's Henry today? What's uh, what he what's he up to? Henry's in the north woods of Wisconsin on his bachelor party. Got stolen away uh, last minute, and the guys just grabbed him and threw him in a car. No one knows where they are. Bang <laughs> over the head and everything? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Bang over the head and everything. <laughs> awesome. Well, cheers. Thanks for speaking with us. All right, guys. Cheers to you. So this is Andy and Jim here from the Tap Takeover Podcast, and we are with Scott from Vincent Vintage Brewing. How are you doing today, Scott? I'm doing great. I'm at a beer fest, sun shining, loving it. So what do you have on tap for everybody today? Well, here at the Vintage booth, we've got our Machschnell, which is a German-style Pilsner. We've got Toyboat Toyboat, which is a double IPA that's just as fun to drink as it is to say. And Hibiscus Saison is a flower-infused um, Belgian farmhouse ale. So it's got that bright pink color, and it's just another great, refreshing flavor. Um, our special Firkin is Schattenfreude. It's a new one for us, which is a Dunkelweiss, so a dark wheat beer with uh, blueberry puree and bourbon-soaked vanilla beans. Hey, I uh, see so you're advertising your new location in Sauk City, an absolutely beautiful destination to go visit. Uh, how excited are you for that to open up? I'm pretty damn excited, I have to say it. Um, it's, it's coming right up, but we're looking at a December opening earliest. So unfortunately, we're going to miss this summer fun times, but you know, next year, for sure. So already in spring, we're looking forward to that beer garden being open, overlooking the Wisconsin River. It's going to be beautiful. Yeah, so it's not just a new location to get your beer. It's going to up your uh, production, correct? Yeah, that's true. So um, this brewery, when it's going full tilt a few years from now, should make uh, be able to make 8,000 barrels for us. So that's going to... Uh, that's five times that we're doing on Whitney Way right now. <laughs> so what do you have coming up for uh, Great Taste in the Midwest in a couple weeks? Well, I'm going to invite you to come see our booth, and you're not going to be able to miss us because we're going to be debuting a new vehicle. I don't want to get into it too much, but we've got a, a corner booth, and they make you do a theme. They ask you to do a theme, and we have a really fun one going on. So without giving away too many details, we're debuting a 1966 vehicle, and we're going to have a theme to go around it. should be a lot of fun. Come check us out. Well, thanks for your time, Scott. Have a nice day. Cheers, guys. So Alex and Jesus here with the Taft Takeover Podcast, talking with... Dan Schlosser. And you are with... The Beer Barons Homebrew Club. So you guys have been on our radar for a while. We are big fans of you. We come check out your tent every time you guys are at Firkin Fest. What does Firkin Fest mean to you guys? It's just a good place to pour beer. There's a, a really good crowd that comes into this place. You know, a lot, some homebrew festivals are just, hey, bub, let's drink. This one here seems to have more of a crowd that seems to more appreciate good beer. So we like serving at it. We serve at a lot of festivals but this is always a good one. And what did you bring to serve today? Well, we've got about eight beers on tap altogether. You almost have to look at the list over here. <laughs> we've got a Tangerine IPA, an Imperial Brown Ale, an Apricot Wheat Ale, Courage 1914 Stout, which is based on an old-time recipe, Berliner Weiss, a Double Sweet Stout, Barrel Aged Brown, and then we've got a Cask Ale, which is an American Blonde Ale. Any fan favorites so far? There seems to be a lot of a lot of people like the Tangerine. Um, otherwise, it's kind of spread out. There's a, you know, Pretty much depends on what people are looking to drink. You know, it's summer day, hot summer day. People like different things. All right. So uh, for our, for our listeners who aren't familiar, tell us 
a little bit about the Beer Barons and what you guys mean to Milwaukee. Okay, the Beer Barons is a homebrew and beer appreciation club. So we've got members that are both home brewers and brewer and people that are just, you know, like like good beer. And so at our meetings, we feature, well, both home brewing and commercial brewing. A lot of meetings will bring in somebody from a commercial brewery and they'll bring their beers and we'll talk about the different styles and things like that. Um, other meetings are focused more on um, home brewing aspects, like this next meeting is going to be purely about different hops. We've uh, had six of us home brewers have brewed different beers using the same recipe, only six different hops. And so that way all the members will get to taste the different hops and learn what the hops are all about without any exceedingly different differences within you know the malt or the yeast or any of that kind of stuff to play a part in it. So it's, it's just, it's basically we just have a lot of fun. <laughs> Very cool. Do you have a, a quick home tip for some of our home brewer listeners? Anything that you've learned over the years? Well, one of the things is basically you need to really pay attention to your yeast and you need to pay attention to your temperature control and fermentation. Those are the two things that really make a difference in home brewing, in my experience. Awesome. Well, thanks for taking some time to talk with us and, you know, have fun at the rest of this event. Oh, I hope to. <laughs> Thank you. All right, Alex and Hazers here with the Taft Tagler Podcast, speaking with... Aaron Anderson from Barley's Angels. And we are huge fans of you guys. What uh, What is it like being a part of Barley's Angels? What can you tell us about the organization? Well, um, we, in a couple of weeks, are going to celebrate our fifth birthday. So we've been around for five years now, spreading the beer love to ladies all over Milwaukee. Uh, this is also, I think, our fourth year at Firkin. Uh, we love this festival because it's got such a great crowd. People are always interested in talking about the beers and learning more about all of our fun beer creations that we bring here. And what did you bring here? Um, let's see. We've got a couple of really awesome IPAs. One is uh, mango. The other one is grapefruit. And then we've got three versions with the same base beer. It was a brown ale. And one's coffee, one's vanilla, and one's chai spice, which uh, they're all really delicious. And then uh, we have magical mystery beer. So, you know, sometimes in homebrewing, you forget to label the keg, and then you're like, what the hell is in here? And uh, so we kind of threw it up at our last festival as magical mystery beer. We now know what it is um, but you guys should uh, you know check it out and see if you can figure it out so for all the ladies out there who are interested in craft beer who love craft beer and want to get into home brewing what what can you tell them what kind of advice can you give them um, well they should come to a Barley's Angels meeting because we're not just about um, home brewing we're about craft beer education for ladies so it's good to just start coming to our meetings and learning more about craft beer and then the thing is is that we do have some of us that are brewing that are home brewers so we'll be more than happy to walk somebody through what they need to do they can come um, and hang out with us for a brew session that's the best way to learn is just get your hands in there and, and learn how to do it so that's that's what we're here for well hey thanks for taking a little time to speak with us and can you tell us how can uh, how can the ladies out there get a hold of you uh, the best way to get a hold of us is via our Facebook page so just uh, search for Barley's Angels Milwaukee uh, we also have a website you can also email us at info at Barley's Angels MKE.com awesome. excellent thank yeah, you thank you so much cheers thank you All right, Alex and Hazers here with the Taft Tagler Podcast, talking to friends of the podcast from Girls Find Out. How are you guys doing? Good. How are you? So Maggie and Kelly, you guys will recognize them from our Girls Find Out episode. What do you guys think of Firkin Fest so far today? I always love Firkin Fest. It's one of the better festivals. It's not too sunny. It's not stormy. You're hitting it right in July. It's, it's a good festival. I love Firkin Fest because, of course, the Firkins. 
so you get to try all sorts of beer that you wouldn't otherwise ever get to try. Very excited to be here and try all the Perkins. So, so what have you tried that you like? Oh my gosh, so many. Of course, as you know, based on the last podcast, I love IPAs. So any Perkin that's an IPA, I love. I happen to be pouring for Oso today, and we've got a great IPA. So many good Perkins today, especially all the IPAs. So Potosi is rocking their golden with a little rhubarb and mint, and that's pretty delicious. Door County has uh, Lush Vibes, and that is a rye pale with Centennial, um, and that's splattered all over the tent when they tapped it, so that's a lot of fun. So there's some essence of Centennial. We yeah, had, um, we, we had a fantastic reaction to your episode. Oh, okay. A lot of ladies reaching out to us. We've been pushing them towards Girls Pine Out. So for any ladies out there listening, yeah. absolutely check these guys out, and where can they reach you at? Um, so you can email us at Milwaukee at girlspintout.org. We're on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. There's girlspintout.org website, so you can find a chapter near you if you don't live in the Milwaukee area. We have a new chapter now, actually in Appleton, uh, that just started. So we're up to four in the state of Wisconsin. That's fantastic. Well, thank you guys so much for uh, taking a little time to talk with us. Thank Thanks you for, for always supporting Girls Find Out. Yeah. We appreciate it. We love the ladies. Cheers, cheers, cheers to the girls. <laughs> cheers. Cheers to the girls. Alex and Jesus here with the Taft Takeover Podcast, speaking with... Uh, Ryan Turek. And Megan Turek. Woohoo! <laughs> For first time today, you can say that. So uh, you guys just got married, and you guys are coming to Fest. Can you tell us a little bit about that story? Uh, so last year, right before I asked her parents' uh, permission, we were at Fest, and it was a beautiful day, and we love beer, and so here we are. Yep, so we, my family and I have been coming here for the last four years. Last year was the first year Ryan got to join yeah. us. And now we decided to bring our whole bridal party and our parents. <laughs> That's amazing. That's amazing. So what? Uh, what's your first beer through the gate? Um, uh, this is a Saison. Coconut Porter. All right. Good way to start it off. Tell us a little bit about what Fest means to you guys. Um, I think it's the best beer festival in Milwaukee. Uh, everybody here, yeah, woo. everyone here is so friendly. You meet people from all over. Everybody just wants to talk beer, have a good time. There's um, a band. There's a guy there's with a, a tuba that marches around. Yeah, yeah. It's That's just awesome. it's just a fun time and the pretzel necklaces that we make uh, are, are probably the best here. Yeah. Where, where's yours? We don't we don't have them this, this year. We don't. There's picture evidence <laughs> of last year. Formal wear this time. <laughs> yeah, and rightly so. Well, uh, thank you guys so much for taking a little moment and, and get out there. You guys got a lot of yeah. missed time to make up for. Thank you. All right, Alex and Andy here with the Tap Takeover podcast here at Firkin Fest in Milwaukee, and we're here with uh, Rick with Door County Brewing Company. All right, so Rick, how, how many years have you guys been coming to Firkin Fest? I believe this is the second year that I've been doing it. I believe that we've been here for three. We just hit our four-year anniversary a couple years or a couple weeks ago, so not too long. So you guys recently opened up a brand new facility in Door County. Uh, why don't you tell our listeners why they should stop up and visit when they're visiting Door County? Absolutely, pretty excited about that. So. 
we've kind of outgrown our current location. Um, so it's a few short blocks from the existing location, the original one. Um, we'll keep that seven barrel system there. We'll continue to brew there. We'll have our cellars, everything kind of contained in that facility. So we got the new place and it's, uh, it's gorgeous. Just opened a few weeks back. Uh, we used a couple old barn wood from around the area. I believe Luxembourg, a couple old uh, reclaimed barn wood from the area that just throughout the whole entire place on the inside, the floors, the beans, everything. It looks fantastic. Got a nice big beer garden, new beers. It's exciting. So uh, recently I saw that you had Mama Dig Down's Brass Band at your place, and we're actually going to be having their music on our podcast when we partner next month with Shepherd Express. Anything you can tell us about them? They, they bring the house down. I was there when they were there, I think it was uh, two weeks ago, and uh, they're all, they always bring a good crowd, and they keep everyone moving and happy. So <laughs> I think that you're, you're looking forward to some good times there. Awesome. So uh, tell us what you have in the running for the uh, favorite Firkin today. Well, so today we have two different uh, beers. We have Lush Vibes, which is a brand new rye pale ale. Uh, clock's in around 5.5%, so we have some uh, Zaka and some Centennial. Put some extra Centennial Zaka hops in the pin. And we have a new Saison. It's kind of a, a variation of one we call Ping Island that has some peppercorns and some key lime juice. So the, no key lime juice in this one, but we put some apricots and some ginger in there. And uh, what else are you going to be uh, pouring besides the Firkins? Now we have a couple bottles to offer. we got a couple fun seasonals. Big Sister, which is our number one seasonal seller. It's a Belgian wit with hibiscus. Uh, pours a beautiful little pink color and it's got a nice little fruitiness to it. And we also have Apricot Dew Ranch, the brand new beer we introduced this year. Uh, it's a 5% Belgian pale. That's uh, very subtle on the apricots. You get a little bit in the nose, but not a very fruit forward beer by any means. That's not really what we intended, but just crisp, clean, dry pale ale. So four fun ones today. Awesome. Well, thanks for uh, thanks for taking time to speak with us. Hey, thanks for having me, guys. All right. Well, this is Alex, Andy, and Jesus talking from the uh, Taft Takeover podcast, and we are here with Kurt Foreman with Brewfest Partners. We are excited to talk to you because we have been fans of Firkinfest for, I'd say, about half a decade now. I mean, we've been coming since almost the beginning, huge fans. What what does Firkinfest mean to Milwaukee? Well, you know, obviously this is kind of the cradle of brewing for the United States, and at least in the olden days, and obviously the breweries have stepped up. For me, I mean, Firkinfest to these guys are that they're trying to be as creative as they possibly can. It's a lot of fun for them. And um, so I, I think that fact of the creativity is, is kind of what we wanted to instill in the event. So we know you're a busy guy. I, mean, I know you're working. You got your headset there. But do you get a chance to get out there try some of these? Uh, I don't drink during the event. I mean, I will imbibe a little bit if a brewer wants me to try something special. But, yeah, no, I, I uh, unfortunately, it's I love craft beer. But I do these festivals and I don't get to drink at them. It's kind of strange, but true. That's <laughs> unfortunate. I'm sorry. <laughs> so we leave it to the professionals like you guys. So Brewfest Partners puts on a number of events all summer what's your next event and the next couple in the greater wisconsin area sure so we uh we have 23 projects large and small under contract the next one that we're doing in wisconsin is border war beer fest in kenosha it's uh wisconsin versus illinois contest uh friendly one i mind you I, I like Wisconsin in that uh, in that contest. Yeah, they were the winners last year, but the the actual you know the the breweries uh, themselves are uh, you know there are a lot of these guys are good friends and they have people that that work at these breweries that are from both states you know in Wisconsin the guys are from Illinois and vice versa so it's I I, I like the idea I, I just uh, I want people to really realize that it's about having fun and and quality liquid. Well, thank you so much for talking with us and uh, we can't wait to sit down with you and and give a full interview and really talk about some of these brew fests that are going on and you know what. 
what it takes to put that on, what it takes to, to really uh, exemplify the amazing aspects of the craft brewing industry. Sure, I, I love that opportunity, and uh, you know, this is a fun business. It's a it's a lot of work, but I think that uh, you know, it'll be a story I'd love to share because uh, you know, this is a this is a great community that craft beer has created over the last decade plus in this area, and uh, so I'm I'm looking forward to sitting down with you guys and you know, then having a few beers while we're talking. <laughs> yes, definitely. Uh, drinking beers and talking about beers is what we're all yeah. about. Cheers. Hey, cheers. 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 cheers! cheers to you guys. Thank yeah, you. Thank you. All right, Alex and Jesus here with the Tap Takeover podcast, and we are speaking with uh, Barry Salem, Vince Clore. And so, Barry, you're associated with the Milwaukee Area Brewers Group, and you guys are pouring today with the Chicago Area Brewers Group. What's uh, What do you have to offer for us today? Uh, well, this right here is a uh, strawberry ginger cider, uh, which I brewed myself. Uh, we also have a scotch ale, banana uh, porter, and a double. And then we have a triple and an Omama IPA. And actually, the IPA is kind of hoppy. It's actually got little chunks of hops floating around in it right now. We got it right here. It's uh, yeah, you can uh, kind of see in the camera there. Actually, we're calling it pretty New delicious England IPA today. You know, because it's <laughs> it's pretty cloudy. The reason why it's cloudy is because he actually dry hopped it just a couple days ago, threw it in the keg, and so transferring it here, it stirred it all up. So it's still got little chunks in it. As far as uh, the cider here goes, this is a ten and a half percent. Too bad you can't get an actual view of it, but you can actually see the stuff, the actual alcohol, kind of floating around in here. <laughs> Almost looks like heat off a driveway or something like that. Well, what's exciting about you two guys, actually, is that you are contributors to our podcast. Yes, exactly. Can you tell us a little bit about the music? Sure. Um, well, we were working on an instrumental for the band, for the Gleasons. As, you know, a couple practice sessions went on, we decided that this would be a really cool song for the Tap Takeover podcast. So I got together with um, Andy, who's the lead uh, songwriter for the band, and we came up with a, uh, a recording for you guys and uh, hopefully be featured on Up Tap, Ta Tap Takeover podcasts. It's, it's awesome, and when Alex and I heard it. We were like, "This is perfect." So, it well, not be just used. that, but uh, you guys have also contributed the uh, the "No More Beer" song, which is our our closing credit song. Because at at some point in every interview, we run out of beer, so we thought it was absolutely perfect. Oh, Can you tell? Yeah, tell us a little bit about that song. We've been playing that song for years. I don't know, maybe five, six years. Uh, Andy happens to be the guy right now who's actually taking the video of. It. Say hi, Andy. So, hi, Andy. Who wrote the song, Andy? Who wrote Dave. the song? Dave. Dave wrote the song, and we've been playing it probably six seven years probably longer than yeah at least uh but it starts off as kind of like a, a fun tune about running out of beer even though you know it would be a very bad thing to run out of beer and at the end it turns into a really really fast polka i try each time at the gig i try to play it faster and faster to knock everybody off i want everybody to keep up with me since i'm the drummer of the band quite quite a song to play we really appreciate you um doing that for us it's it's going to be awesome it really is going to be a cool partnership yeah yeah we're big fans of the gleason's and we're we're happy to have you guys on the podcast. So right. thanks, thanks for taking some time to talk with us, guys. Yeah, yeah. thanks. Thanks for having Pleasure. us, guys. Cheers. Cheers. This is Andy and Jim here with the Tap Takeover podcast, and we are at Firkenfest today with Matt from Public Craft Brewing and Mike from Public Craft Brewing. Excellent, guys. So, is this your first time at Firkenfest? No, we've been uh, we've been at this for three or four years now. Yeah, it's a it's a really cool event, a little bit smaller scale for Milwaukee, but but good beer selection. Excellent. So, what do you guys have on tap today for everybody? So for today we have uh, kettle sour Berliner Weiss. We have our dry hot top of Eisen, our Imperial Stout with oak, vanilla, and whiskey, and then 
our double dry hot bits and pieces with mosaic and citra. So uh, where are you guys located? We are in Kenosha, Wisconsin, downtown Kenosha. Yeah. So you, you guys have like a brew pub there or something? Yeah, yeah, we've got a, a small tap room, kind of, uh, you know, it's like every brewery, right? It's a spot to get stuff out, try new things, and have people kind of get to know what we're about. Uh, and then it's, you know, our small, we just have a small four-barrel brew house. So we're, it's, a, it's kind of a, a nice combination spot where we can brew and tap out of the same spot. So what do you guys have coming down the pipeline in the next couple months? <laughs> That's a great question. We're, uh, we're debating that ourselves right now. Uh, you know, summer for us, we're, we're kind of growing a lot right now. So we're, we're in this zone of trying to keep up with distribution and everything, uh, keep up with local events and events like this, and keep uh, more interesting stuff coming out. So, you know, we've got some regular seasonals. Our, uh, our blonde is coming back out. We're doing another batch of the Berliner Weiss. And then we also, uh, we're working on some new sour stuff too. So we, we don't have any... Nothing super solid yet, but we're, we're trying some things. So so are you guys focusing on any particular styles of beer, or are you brewing what you love to drink? Yeah, yeah, you know, I guess it's funny. When we first started, we were really kind of focused on more sessionable English-style stuff, which still holds, like, a, a, a space in my heart. You know, I still love to be able to, the social aspect of being able to drink a bunch of beers and walk home, you know. Uh, but we've kind of diversified a lot since then. So, you know, we've got some bigger stuff, the big Imperial Stouts on today, uh, some of the sour, the kettle sour stuff we've been doing. Uh, we did a, a Goza and a uh, the Berliner Weiss we've done a few batches of. Um, so we're kind of, I don't know, we're kind of following following along, you know, like follow your nose to what you kind of want to try and what you want to get to and keep us interested, you know, and keep people interested and yeah, hopefully that works out. So before we wrap up, why don't you just tell our listeners where exactly you are in downtown Kenosha and what you guys usually have on tap for everybody. Sure, yeah, we're at 716 58th Street in Kenosha. Uh, it's right downtown. Uh, a lot of landmarks around there is uh, Frank's Diner, the Kenosha News. And then on tap, we've usually got eight or nine beers on tap, uh, eight and root beers sometimes. It's a, a variety. We, we try to keep that wide variety from our, you know, sessionable English stuff up through, a, you know, a couple sours, a wheat beer, something along the stronger end, a Belgian or a stout. Yeah, it's, it's a variety. Well, thanks a lot, guys. Thanks for your time. Thank you. Cheers. So welcome back. I hope you enjoyed all the interviews from, from Firkin Fest. We had a great time. Um, we think it's definitely something, if you haven't heard of it before, that you should check out every summer towards the end of July at Cathedral Square downtown. It's usually a super chill crowd, not too many long lines, good music, and fantastic beer. And uh, also we'd like to give a, a nice congratulations to uh, Henry Schwartz and his new bride. Uh, and their their wedding that they had, I believe, a couple of weeks ago now. Um, he was actually taken the day before Firkin Fest from the brewery by his friends for the bachelor party. Hope that didn't get too wild, Henry. Yeah, it sounded like fun. So let's talk about the fest. What uh, what were some of the highlights? I think one of the highlights that I saw was when you and Jesus interviewed the the full wedding party that came to Firkin Fest because it meant so much to them as as a beer festival because that's where he had proposed to his lovely bride the the year before. You know, it, it was so much fun. Sometimes. You know, you go to an event looking for a certain story, and sometimes the story just kind of comes to you. And in this situation, it was totally the story coming to us. We're walking around, we're interviewing all these people at the fest, and we see a lot of people in suits and, and very fine dresses, like they just come from a wedding. So we start asking, where are you guys coming from? Who just got married? We started to hear the whole story. And then straight through the gate, the father-in-law <laughs> ushered them in, gave them two beers, took them right to us. We were their first stop on the way into the Firkin Fest, and we 
we get it was an amazing story, an amazing video. That's another thing that we should talk about. Let's let's talk about the uh, the videos that we did for this event. Lots of videos. Check out some of the new and up and coming things from some of these breweries that we talked to at Frickin' Fest. You know, uh, another uh, favorite moment of mine for this festival was uh, was speaking with some of our on air talent. Part of the band that gives us our theme music, which is the Gleasons here in Milwaukee, an Irish rock band, including Vince, the the lead guitarist, and Barry, the uh, the drummer, were able to you know hang out with us for a little bit and tell us all about what's going on with their music, new uh, new album dropping. That was really a, a, a favorite moment of mine. Too many highlights to count, and you've already listened to most of them. So make sure you uh, you check out those videos. Make sure that uh, you listen in for some of our upcoming episodes. We've got a great one with the Fermentorium. We've got. Uh, let's, let's just give them a little sneak peek, Alex. If you listen this long to the absolute end of this episode, watch out for something coming up with Alex and the owner and uh, head brewer of Toppling Goliath at the Morning Delight release party. Yeah, it's this uh, this little brewery. I don't know if you've heard of it. It's in Decorah, Iowa. But uh, yeah, the the head brewer and uh, the owner Clark Louie and Mike Sable both able to sit down with me and i'll be honest it was a treat it was a treat so listen for that one we've got the ale asylum coming up we've got all kinds of amazing stuff yeah so it looks like we are out of beer at firkin fest for this year and for me for alex and for andy this has been a solid non-fail podcast cheers cheers